Hey there, welcome back to the Path Design Podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning back in today, whether you are listening to the audio version over at pathdesign.com or you are watching the video here on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. And you can always reach out to us as we always say at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. We thank you so much for those of you who take your time to sit down and write to us and just remind us of what this tiny component component of the kingdom um, is accomplishing and how it is it is literally being used as a just a, a small yet important piece for for other people to just take a glimpse into what we're learning about feasts and sabbath and the beauty that is within the law of elohim the, his his beautiful torah which again are the, are simply the the first five books of the bible um this is not some extra biblical presentation. It's, it's my Father's holy word. And so thank you to those of you who write us and feel free to do that should you want to um, for any reason whatsoever. Now, right now we are, as you can see around me, we're heading um, deeper into the fall feasts. And of course, our last post was talking about what? Day of Trumpets, Yom Teruah, and just the, the, the beauty within that day and all that it represents and, and represented and represents now and tells us we're rehearsing for and prepares us for Messiah Yeshua's return. And today on our calendar, on what we follow, today is Yom Kippur and it is Day of Atonement. And, and so I just want to talk about this and I will say right from the very beginning, this is going to be a two-part series, um, but I did a much greater, much more in-depth study of this teaching, uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to call it, um, last year at this time. It's a three-part video series. You can go back and check it out. And that was just called Afflicting Ourselves, the, the purpose of Yom Kippur. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. I've had some uh, exchanges with people who watch the program, and um, many people have gone back and watched that series again. Um, this time around, this this version of the cycle of the feasts, and have shared some things about it. And, it, and, and so I listened to it the other day while I was working, and it just reminded me of these things that, that Father was teaching me a year ago that are still just right here in me, and, and I love to talk about it. I've had several opportunities to speak towards these things um, over the last couple weeks, I guess. Um, and of course, just even down to sitting at the table with my family and talking about this incredible invitation. We constantly just talk about reflecting on this incredible invitation to, to be aware of and walk into voluntarily into our Father's appointed times that started again back in Genesis. His appointed times, His seasons, His, his Moedim. And I, I feel like it's just never going to wear off this excitement because why because every year it is a cyclical pattern of of remembering and consecrating and memorializing it is this cyclical pattern of of remembrance for us and so today i want to talk about just a, a smaller portion but some other things i'm going to add to it and many things i took out of the three-part series from last year but i called today yom kippur day of atonement the pattern of self-denial and as I've talked about this over the last week, specifically with other brothers and sisters and others who are just considering feasts and Sabbath, um, anyone who would listen and, and be willing to engage without hostility, um, just with intrigue and, and wonder, 
I just find myself continually stirred to just, I love to talk about it. That's really what it boils down to in, in the most simple way I know how to put it. And so we're going to talk about that today, um, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and how the pattern throughout the Word of Elohim that, that kind of rises to the surface during Day of Atonement is the pattern of self-denial. Um, it's nothing new that showed up when Yeshua came and taught. It's nothing that was uh, a new idea taught to first century, um, you know, called out believers and the assembly that gathered then. It, it was no new idea that Paul, of course, came on the scene and all they were doing, all the, all the apostles and even Yeshua himself, they're, they're talking to a, a, a now point, a now um, experience and teaching of what has always been. And that's the same thing we talked about back with Yom Teruah, the declaration of Yahweh's beautiful ways and his protection and his deliverance and the announcement of, of, of an identifier of, of Yahweh's people. And so one, again, uh, we could go through, I'm thinking about doing this with all the feasts, going through all of them in, in one series and talking about their past, present, and future implications um, and kind of just compartmentalize them up a little bit and show the beautiful pattern within them all. Um, I'm not sure when I'll bite that off, but I would like to do that. But the main focus of Yom Kippur and Day of Atonement is much more than merely a day of fasting. Whether you are on the fringes or know nothing, or you're in maybe the Hebrew Roots Movement, or if you call yourself, identify as anything, as a group of people, we don't, we don't really. We're just, we're followers of Yeshua who believe in Father's ways always being from beginning to end perpetual, um, and we're a part of His capital P people. We, we, that's it. I mean, <laughs> there's of course a longer answer to that, but that in simplicity is who we are. But fasting is very normal to be front and center. If, if you look into more traditional Judaism and of course orthodoxy, then you're going to see fasting being like front and center, like it's a, it's a day of fasting. Um, and as I talked about more so because that was the title of, of last year's series, um, that the purpose of Yom Kippur, if I can say it like this, fasting can be a part of Yom Kippur, but Yom Kippur cannot be summarized by being a day of fasting. Okay? There's more to it than that. Fasting can be a component. It is, it's a component of our day-to-day -day here in our family. Yes, it is a component, a piece. But the whole is much greater. It's much bigger than mere fasting because, as I said in last year's series, anyone can fast. Um, so what is it then? And we're going to read Leviticus um, 16, just a little bit, real quick, um, just to give us a little bit of a baseline. And this shall be a permanent statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls. Humble your souls, your version may say. Your, nef your nefesh, your, your appetite, the real you. Okay? Don't do any work, whether the native or the alien who sojourns among you, for it is on this day that atonement, okay? Atonement can what? It shall be made for you to cleanse you, and you shall be clean from all your sins before Yahweh Elohim. It is to be a Sabbath, a Shabbat of solemn rest for you, that you may humble your souls, afflict your souls. It is a permanent statute. So the priest who is anointed and ordained to serve as priest in his father's place shall make atonement. He shall put on 
linen garments, which are holy garments, consecrated, a consecrated, holy, clean condition. And he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar. He shall also make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly, and you shall have this as a permanent statute to make atonement for the sons of Israel for all their sins once every year, just as Yahweh your Elohim had commanded Moses. So he did. So the baseline is this, and we're going to talk about this today, and there's two primary points I want to extract out of this that I highlighted a little bit in last year's series, and today I really want to put more of a spotlight on. But to understand this, for those of you who have not watched the previous program and may not know this, is this afflict your souls um, has to be distinguished from um, fasting because they are not the same. We're not commanded to fast. And again, fasting can be a main component of this. But there, the reason I'm bringing this up is not to be nitpicky and say, well, fasting isn't what it's about. I'm saying the, the pattern of my life is to take a principle that we've been taught and that sometimes we do because of tradition, good or bad or indifferent. And a lot of times we put our focus on one little facet of something when I'm just wanting to say, well, there's a much greater picture here. There's a much more vast invitation um, to experience and to encounter Yahweh in a way that is maybe more intricate than just a single event or a single way that we attempt to humble ourselves, which is good and right, okay? Yes. But I'm saying fasting and, okay, just to be real clear. And as we talked about um, in the other series, Hebrew word for fasting is som, S-O-M. It's very simple. Um, in Joel chapter 1, uh, we are told, consecrate a fast, a som. Um, 2 Samuel, David is fearing losing his son. He, he's crying out to Yahweh. He's begging the father to spare his son. And David therefore pleaded with Yahweh for the child, and David fasted. And he went and he lay all night on the ground. He's denying himself. And one of the ways he did that was, of course, by fasting. But Yom Kippur is not only about fasting in this day of atonement. But instead, this afflict yourself uh, verbiage, this afflict is, is, is this Hebrew word anah. And, and we are called to afflict ourselves, to anah ourselves. And it is very different in the sense of a broader understanding. It is, of course, mean, meaning humbled, pressed down, weakened, and bowed low. One who voluntarily lays himself low. And I'll just interject this. Feasts and Sabbath, we can say, well, are these a, a requirement? Well, yes and no. I, I believe in many ways we could say that, yes, they are biblically um, commanded um, ways for us to be an identifiable people and please our Father. But in the other sense, right over here, running alongside that, is it is optional. You don't have to, but just like in the same way that Yeshua is Messiah, period. But he may not be Messiah to that guy. You understand what I'm saying? He is Messiah for that man. But until that man individually, interestingly enough, humbles himself, anah, Messiah cannot be the rescuer, deliverer, saver of, uh, savior of that individual even though that is his function and purpose, if that makes any sense. And so this word anah, I love talking about it because when I came across this a year, well, two years ago now, um, it really aligned with my understanding about self-denial, um, which is a journey we've been on for many years now. I mean, we're talking 16 years ago, I had this revelation of coming out of, of the organized 
body of Messiah and like rechecking every single thing I understood. And it was all fueled by looking for and being a man of humility, looking for others who are like above everything else. Where are the men and women who are marked by humility, marked by self-denial, abasing themselves, laying themselves low. And that is the main marker of their life. And like, like radar, humility radar, Father, lead me to people. They have issues, I have issues, we have all these periphery problems, but Father, lead me to people who are humble in heart. And, and in that place of contrite, broken down to powder ness, I want to know those people. And above that, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want a family that's like that, that's marked by humility and self-denial. Um, first use of this is, is really what I want to talk about because this is awesome. It first appears talking about the children of Israel and how they were basically deserted, which is interesting. Here we are about to enter into Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles in mere days, um, right here. And I'm super stoked. I'm getting some firewood stacked and everything ready to go. We're very excited. These people who were exiles and who could not find a home Wait, they were uh, they were being afflicted by their father for their good, right? And, and right after that, um, specifically to Genesis chapter fifteen, verse thirteen, we see Yahweh say to Abram, "Know this for certain: your descendants." And this is, of course, preceding. And I'm skipping something, but I can't hit all of this. Like I said, it's already um, in a year ago's recording. Know this for certain, your descendants will be foreigners in a land that is not theirs. So this is the prophecy, if you will, of what's going to come about those being out in the wilderness and being uh, made low. They're, they're being given a great opportunity. Like, look, you got no other option. You got nowhere to go, nothing to eat, no way to, nowhere to lay your head. You can deny yourselves now or you can rebel. And that's really the same, here we are, same choice for us today as well, of course. But... Abram is being told that these descendants, they will be slaves and servants, and they shall be afflicted for 400 years. So right away, we see this connection right out of the gate, because I love first mention type discussion. We see a premise being made of a naw directly connected to those who are what? Servants and slaves. They will be subordinate. They will be made low. Okay, Genesis 16, verse 6, just a few verses later, and we're going to have to move quick. Abram is speaking to his wife, of course, Sarah, and there's this, there's this uh, little bit of a, a skirmish, if you will, with Hagar. And Hagar, of course, is what? Slave servant, okay? But Abram said to Sarai, look, your slave woman is in your power. Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her, Hagar, harshly, Anna, and she fled from her presence, okay? So the master-slave depiction continues on here right away in the word of Elohim. It continues on in 16.9. This Anah keeps resurfacing over and over again in this account of Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Okay, The angel of Yahweh speaks to Hagar now because she's already out. She's left. She's been driven away. And the angel says to her something very interesting. Return to your mistress. Go back to Sarai and submit yourself to her authority. And what word is the word of Elohim used to teach us this? Anna yourself. Submit under your master. Okay? And so what, why am I saying all this? We have a premise being made and established early on at the very beginning. Okay? Anna, 
the call to Anah. Here we are again, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, the pattern of self-denial. There is a, a servant master understanding for us to have within the Yom Kippur Day of Atonement. Very valuable for us. Several places in Psalm 119, Anah pops up all over the place. Before I was afflicted, Anah, I went astray. Okay, so before the pressing came, before the, the conditions of my life that Yahweh brought to me in his kindness as a perfect father to, to give me an opportunity to be laid low and bent down, before I, Anah, I went astray. David is becoming wise, he's, he's maturing, he's realizing, oh, these troubled times, these horrible events, they're for my good because they've made me be forced low. But now, on the other side of Anah, I keep your word. It is good for me that I was afflicted. It's good for me that I was brought to a place of self-denial, is what David is declaring. Why? so that I may learn your statutes. So again, to be clear, before David was Anah, he went astray, he went his own way, he didn't have boundaries, he didn't have instruction and counsel. He was just going his own way, pleasing self. And we have to follow this all the way through the New Testament. It's nothing different. Paul's words towards us are no different than David here. It's just in a different location and time period. In Ezra chapter eight, verse 21, we see, a fast and afflict together, Psalm and Anah. I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava. Why? To humble ourselves, Anah, before Yahweh. <laughs> and so here they are together. They can be intricately woven together, of course, a proper heart's posture towards fasting and denying ourselves physical gratification through food is, of course, buried within this Anna principle. So, as the people are home resting, it's a Shabbat day today, Sabbath. It is this appointed time today, Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. Interestingly, to shift gears a little bit, these people were home doing something very important on this day when the high priest was doing his priestly work, which we're gonna talk about here in part two in slight measure. You know what they were doing? They were sitting around a campfire. <laughs> they were at home at rest in the beautiful priestly work that was ongoing quite laboriously by the high priest himself. It's incredible. And that's what we're gonna move into here uh, in part two. And so we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna do some short parts. How about that? Isn't that crazy? As we talk about Yom Kippur, this awesome capital D day of atonement. It's a day of self-denial. And what we're gonna talk about in part two, just to give you a little bit of a peek into, into your, maybe if, if you're just a, uh, a curious one that's just within Christian doctrine, like most of us have come out of or are in presently, you may be thinking, I'm in that work all the time, Joel. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that too, because that is an obvious uh, phrase that, that I have heard many, many times towards these things. But what about Hebrews and the fulfillment of the great high priest and the doing away with all that you're talking about that sounds so awesome, and I'm sure it was for the Israelites, but I'm not Israel. 
We're going to talk about that in part two. So I invite you to come back as we talk about Yom Kippur on this wonderful, awesome, incredible day of atonement. Um, it's not just history, friends. This is not just history. This is present moment reality that connects the what was with the what will be in the beautiful here and now. So thank you for watching. This is the Path Design Podcast. We'll be back for part two right after this. Amen.